1: Hi, this is Rosa Mercado and you're listening to season two of the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie season two and enter promo code RELATIONSHIPS to get your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there. I'm Rosa Mercado and this is the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, the podcast that gets honest about what it means to take care of your mind, body, and soul. Today's guest is a former model who traded in the runway for a life in health and fitness. Welcome to the podcast, the beautiful Nikki Sharp.
0: Ah, thank you. Gorgeous, Angel. I mean, I'm like looking at you like... I just want to look like you right now.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Before we start, I want to recite our quote of the day. Today's quote comes from health practitioner Ann Wigmore, and it goes like this. Your health is what you make of it. Everything you do and think either adds to your vitality, energy, and spirit you possess, or it takes away from it. Nikki, what do you think about our quote of the day?
0: I, I think it's spot on. It's completely true, and I'm sure we're going to dive into why it's true throughout this podcast.
1: Anybody that follows Nikki Sharp, you see her posing in yoga. You are like, li- like you, you've gotten to see some amazing places. You've gone through a transformation and I'm not talking about a physical transformation. I'm talking about that. That's been a plus, but you've gone through an inner transformation because you come from the modeling industry. You, I, like I met you in person. I was like, damn, this girl is tall. She's beautiful. Like you're walking. and It's like, Hello. And you just come and you're just so graceful and there's this peace about you, but it's the energy that you radiate. How have you created that energy in your life?
0: Oh, well, first off, thank you. You're (laughs) so sweet. Um, It's been, it has been a long journey of, always feeling like I was awkward and tall and skinny and didn't fit in anywhere. And so anytime you have these sort of feelings about yourself, you naturally don't have a lot of confidence. And so even though I'm tall and yes, thin, and I wasn't always thin, uh, and I look the way that I do, I've really had to work at the confidence, the inner self-confidence. You said you, you weren't always thin? So I, I've been, I was born naturally thin, but I've gone up and down in my weight. Like I've been 20 pounds lighter than I am now today because of uh, eating disorders when I was modeling. And then I've been 20 pounds heavier than I am today. And, and most people that would look at me would say, oh, well, you still look great. But you know, and I know that when you don't feel confident in your body, it doesn't matter what someone else says. And it doesn't matter if my BMI is this, that, the, it's It's how do you feel? Do you feel motivated to get up and go work out because you love your body or are you going to work out because you hate your body?
1: And I think that's so important that you touch that because see you and I have like different extremes. So you've gone up 20, you've gone down 20, but going down 20 for you. It's really big. That's what people don't, people don't understand that that's really big for you. That I mean, you might think like, and that's where I say it's so different. Like your perspective of losing weight. And I'm talking about the outer world, not Nikki, like your perspective towards us about losing and gaining weight. Like it's very different. See, if I lose 20 pounds, it's like, okay, not a big difference. Like it really isn't because I have been heavy most of my life. Me losing a hundred pounds. It's like, girl, what transformation have you gone through? And still, losing a hundred pounds for me was like, damn girl, you're still too fat. Like you have to, like you, people were mean about it. How did you deal when you were in the modeling industry that you did lose those 20 pounds? Because I know that you went through a big transformation. Like it taught you a lot. How was that? Because losing 20 pounds for you, puts you on the spectrum yeah. of almost being anorexic, right? Like I, I was, I was. Yeah, I was. and people don't understand that. It's like, yeah. if you see someone that's thin, does not mean that they're not going through shit, does not mean that they're not going through problems. Like, please people, this is what I love about Nikki, it's like, we have different spectrums, but yes, it's a huge impact. Like people need to understand, Watch your words before you judge
0: and say something. Hundred, hundred hundred percent, girl, a hundred percent. I mean, the, the biggest thing is, yes, my body is already thin as it is. But then when you look at my photos during modeling, like I'm, I'm, I'm 2D, I'm literally 2D. And a lot of people, because in the nineties, there was the heroin chic look because of Kate Moss and all of these girls. And so when I came in, I wasn't being skinny because of the modeling industry, even though you have to be, I was so skinny because I hated myself. And there's a really big difference between losing a few pounds here and there for my body and feeling good about it or gaining a few, whatever it is, and being 20 pounds underweight and being 90 pounds and stick thin, that is not healthy, that you do not like yourself at that point. And so when when people are going through this, you know, the whole weight battle and, and body positivity movement, but then someone like me still gets slammed for being the size that I am. And I'm like, it's not your place to judge me. No matter what I look, if I gain or lose a few pounds, I'm doing that's this because you. that's on me, right? I'm doing this because I want to feel good. And like, I'm doing my five-day detox right now. And people always say to me, you don't have any weight to lose. And I say, it's not about the weight. It's how, it's how I that feel. I want, exact I want to have more energy. I want to wake up feeling good. And so The whole weight thing for me, and and this is what I love, we're having this conversation, is we are on different sides of the spectrum and yet we can both kind of meet in the middle and say, it took us a journey to love ourselves.
1: And I could say to what you said that you were too skinny because you hated yourself. I got too fat, like I gained a lot of weight. And I don't care what anybody says about the word fat. This is in my perspective, my mind, my inner voice. I was 420 pounds. And I there was points that yes, there was happy, there's moments that, that, of happiness that happened during that. But me, myself, my relationship with my body, mind, and soul, I did not like myself. I did not like how I felt. I did not like how I viewed myself. I did not like the inner voice that was inside of my head that talked about my weight. It wasn't what anybody else said. My transformation wasn't about meeting industry standards it was about raising my own standard in my mind changing transforming transforming from the inside out and understanding that there was just things shit that I was dealing with and I was punishing myself I was setting aside you know getting away from people and at the same time like I was so soothing through eating and that's not healthy either it's like right. stop is, you know, stop eating and, and, and really coming from that place. I got to lose weight and I stop eating is not healthy. And then the other place of overeating and because I'm trying to self soothe, is not healthy. So it's like, where do you find that happy balance? And that's what this journey has been about. It's like this, the, 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 the relationship with yourself. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that is like the biggest one of our lives.
0: It, well, it's the, it's the longest ongoing one because it's from the moment that we we kind of get consciousness that we understand that you know we have ability to talk and walk and think thoughts and until the day with, that we die and the, the profound thing is that even from myself when I was anorexic for so many years I started going in, into binge eating so then I got binge eating disorder where I would binge like crazy night after night after night and I was equally as miserable as I was when I was anorexic because I was still trying to soothe myself with something else when I was anorexic I just didn't eat I was starving myself of emotions I didn't want to feel anything and then when I went to the binge eating disorder I suddenly wanted to feel everything and so I I ate and I ate and I ate and that's when I started gaining weight and my skin got awful and I I was I was more miserable at that point than I was when I was starving myself because you're putting in all this extra food and calories and your body can't digest it. And we know that when you're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, your your digestive system literally turns off. So you're stressed and you're eating and you're eating something not so good. And then on top of that, your digestive system shuts down and doesn't absorb any food, doesn't digest it. So it's like this quadruple whammy that you go through. And so even though I haven't lost hundred pounds, like some fitness experts out there, wellness people, I know what it's like to battle the mind and come to a place of And that's right. Like that's the hardest one. That but, is the mind.
1: Oh my God. The mind, the inner voice girl, the inner, the inner voice. voice. Oh my goodness. The stories that it tells us how it, how you yourself tell, you know, tear, you know, you tear yeah. yourself apart and you really God, some of that inner voice is like really like, stop. I don't want to listen to you. That's not my truth. What, where's this coming from? And I think really, I don't know if you ever found yourself like, where's this inner voice coming from? Why why is it my story? Like, why do I keep saying those mean things about myself? Like, did you ever pay attention to that? Like, what were some of the things that you would say about yourself? Oh god,
0: It's so funny. I, I have a solution actually for this. It's what I teach in my coaching. If you'd like to hear it on how to deal with that voice. But so the, what I would tell myself though, is even though I was skinny, be like, you're not skinny enough. You're fat. You look awful. You're, you're never going to be pretty. You're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be a good model. Even in the, it's so funny, even in the health industry. Now I catch myself, like I don't fit in, in the health industry because I'm too skinny now for the health industry. And I'm, I'm too pretty. And I'm like, what the actual F like, what? And you're like, so i like
1: I'm, total mind fuck moments, right? When you're like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm too big to be this. I'm, I'm overqualified to do that. I'm underqualified yeah. to do this. So, where the hell do I fit in? And that's, I think yeah. that's the beauty of it, right? It's like, yeah, yourself yeah. Is like, well, it's like, you, forget.
0: You find yourself in, in, there's room for everyone on this planet and everything we're doing. But what I want to share with you is how to deal with that inner voice. So, the, the first very simple thing to do. Is any time that that inner voice says something, oh, you look, you look bad today, you look crap, you look ugly. You just repeat the words, how interesting, how interesting. And it literally stops the monkey mind from going. And then if it tries to go further, you say, ah, how interesting. Because it's, it is no longer giving thought and reason into the cycle of, oh, this means that, then that. Literally those two words, how interesting, will change your life.
1: Also, because you're not repressing it. You're not, you're not just telling it to stop. It's like you're, you're answering. It's like, oh, you want to have a chit-chat? How interesting.
0: You're acknowledging the voice is there. And so you're not trying to say you shouldn't be there. Because when we say you shouldn't be there, the thought shouldn't be there. That's when we get into trouble. So when you say how interesting, huh, how interesting. It's acknowledging but it's not actively engaging in that dialogue. So here's the, the main part. And I teach this in coaching with one-on-one clients. And it's the example that I started learning. I came up with it when I had the eating disorders because I needed. I, I just needed a visualization. So anytime that you have a bad thought, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too ugly, you're not You know, going to make enough money, whatever the thought, thought is. Imagine that you have a Siamese twin that's coming out of your neck. So it's you and there's another head next to you. This one is just invisible, but it's still you. And the Siamese twin, their role is to protect you. Their role is only to make sure that you are safe in this world and they want you safe no matter what. So they're the one that is going to be like, no, that's bad and tearing things down. When you yourself are pure essence, your love, you are perfect as you are. And it's this Siamese twin that's always saying to you, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And that's because it's trying to just protect you from what it thinks is bad out there. So the more that you can distinguish and differentiate that there's a voice that's not you and then say literally how interesting to this voice, to this Siamese head, you're able to start to kind of calm it down because you're acknowledging that it's there But you're not trying to like kill it off. You're like, okay, I know you're there to protect me. And I hear you. And we're going to go back to just being me that I, I, I know who I am. And I hear you. You're this voice. Mm.
1: I think that's powerful because I think that's a voice that's always in training. It's a voice that's with us. I mean, people think when I talk about voices, I I know some people are like, girl, there must be some stuff going on in your head. Everyone, (laughs) we all have that inner voice that turns up louder and goes down quieter when we're working internally. And it all starts you know, within ourselves looking inward. And I know a lot of people are afraid of looking inward, but I think most of our transformation happens when we're able to sit still and we're able to listen what's going on internally, what kind of questions, what kind of remarks are you saying about yourself? Because sometimes we take in other people's meanness, their comments, their negativity, and we're like, oh, it didn't do anything. But in the back of our mind, it's like, holy shit, you start questioning yourself, like, do I really look that fat? Could it be true? Like, oh my goodness, do, do do I really, like, do I really, I don't know. I've gotten this one. Like, how many surgeries have you gotten on your on your face? Like, automatically, I put a picture up, and they're like, yo, so do you got a nose job? You got cheekbones? And I'm like, I, I didn't have any surgeries in my face. I got lip fillers once, and I shared it with the world. And you start questioning yourself. It's like, I really look plastic. That, that's not my intention to look plastic. But why are people, like... Does my nose really look fake? You start questioning yourself whether you're like, ah, I just walk and delete. Yeah. But still in our mind, like it sits there sometimes and it bothers you. Is there like moments that you go through that even now?
0: Not so much anymore. I do get comments every once in a while. That the, the most comments that I get is if I post a photo and people are like, oh my God, you're too skinny. How can you be teaching health? Eat a burger, blah, blah, blah. They're not as bad as they used to be uh, because- Here's what I do when I get a bad comment. <laughs> I do one of two things. I'll either go to, like, let's say you were to write me a, a bad comment on my photo saying something just like really nasty. I'll go to your profile. If it's not, if it's blocked, then I just delete the comment and I, and I'm like, this is just because I know that you have so much inner hatred of yourself that it's a mere reflection of you to me, but I'll go to your profile and I'll find a photo where your kid doesn't look so good or you don't look so good. No, no, no Hold on. You're going to like, you Oh <laughs> Oh God, you're all front of what
1: you're going to
0: say. <laughs> and all I, I go and I find a photo and I say, I don't come to your page and find a photo that I don't find to be so attractive and tell you, or I, I I don't come to your page and tell you that you don't look good on in this photo. So please don't come and do that to mine. Oh snap girl. I never thought about what's the reaction. People are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. You're amazing. I love you. I've been following you. Or they'll go and delete their comment because what, what I'm coming to do is call them out on their
1: shit. You just call them out on shit.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's not done with malice or bad intention. It's literally me going to your page and just saying, Hey, I don't come to your page and say mean things. Please don't do that to mine. And I do it with so much love. And then the other thing is the reason I don't get bothered by the sort of comments that people do leave occasionally is that, and I do believe like attracts like. So my energy attracts a really good community that I have on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I agree with that. Right. And, and that's the self journey. But the, the main reason that I don't get affected by things is because I've done the self work to know that if someone else is attacking me, that means that they are unhappy in their own life. And so what I'll do is I'll take their comment. I I always block people out. I don't share names and I'll share it. And I'll say, I send this person love because I know that they're actually hurting inside. And I would rather address this publicly so that everyone understands that when you send a hateful message, it is because you are not feeling good in your own life. And I'm just the trigger for you.
1: Yes. And that just goes to show their personality and their pain. People don't understand how much pain, especially now people are dealing with. I do the exact same thing, but I take it a step further. Uh, if they send me a DM, like uh, stories, like uh, stories, I attract a lot of positivity, a lot of support, and I'm grateful for that. But occasionally you got that person that's like really having a shitty day and they're like, really, you just posted on this F you or you look fake as hell. Like they'll 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 just go off. Right. It's like, And 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 then I'll be like, you know what? I understand that you've sent this and this is a reflection of your pain, whatever I did to trigger that. I just hope that you find healing. I'm sending you a big hug, lots of love. And I yep. just, f- yep. I hope you find your purpose. And I just, I hope this is like a flag for you to understand that you have some healing to do. I will send them that message. And when they Beautiful. get that message, either it. either they'll tell me one of two things, F off, which I'm like <laughs> gracefully leave. There's no more commenting yeah. on that or going back. I've done, I've done my, I, I always say, God, to use yep. me. You use me in this. I paid it forward. Or they'll say, holy shit, like you were kind enough to answer. And you know what? Yeah. I just got diagnosed with cancer or, you know, I, someone mm. just cheated on me. Like you get, you, you understand why the anger. And then you were like, it had nothing to do with me. It was just a trigger. It never, here's and the thing. It, it never, never does.
0: It never does. And that's why I don't take things personally, because I'm like, if you're going to come and sit and bash me for something, anything that I've done, it's not about me. It's about something in your life that you don't feel confident in, whether it's your own business or your own relationships or whatever it might be. And so I just keep trying to show up as best I can for myself in my life so I can be a beacon of hope and light for other people. But I also don't take shit from people. Mm, I think that's important, though.
1: I think that's important that we really say that it's not just about brushing stuff because sometimes you have to have that inner voice. And I always say there's power to your voice and you need to know how to gracefully say no. And you need to be able, if you can stand up for other people, why can't you stand up for yourself? Right. And I think that's, that's another journey that we find. Now, one of the things that I, I, we're going to talk about, you created a five day real food detox. Why did you choose these words? Real food (laughs) detox and people, and you said it like people look at you and like, girl, you don't need to detox. Please educate people on what yeah, detoxing sure. really means. And, and <laughs> sure, it's so
0: this. funny. I actually have it right here because I'm I'm redoing my app right now, and so I, well, the the short long of it is years and years ago, 2013. I was still modeling. I was not feeling good. I was drinking during the day, Christmas time, all the things, and I like I was just really unhappy with myself. And I wrote this program because there was nothing on the market like it. The, and Mind you, 2013 is many, many years ago where the only cleanses were Gwyneth Paltrow and Alejandro Younger's 21 day, it was like $400 for supplements. And I was like, I'm a broke model. I don't have money. I'm not doing that. I want to eat food. And then Shape Magazine had one that was like, eat some salmon and six spears of asparagus. And I'm like, yep, no, that's not going to work either because I don't like salmon. (laughs) So I had been studying nutrition at this point and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write my own. And so I did that. I sold it as an ebook and I didn't sell it. I was like, this this knowledge is out there. It's not like I'm recreating anything new. Well, I was. I did actually create something brand new and still to this day, no one's written anything better. But the basis of it was five meals a day for five days because I don't want to juice. I don't want, and then juicing wasn't a thing back then. Smoothies weren't really a thing back then. But I'm like, I like chewing. I like eating things. I like to I eat. I like to eat, right? I'm like, I starved myself for so many years. I don't want to go back to not eating. And so I wrote this plan. It did really, really well. And it used to just be called the five-day detox because there was no other detoxes on the market. Cut to a few years, uh, sold 100,000 copies of that as an ebook globally, went viral. I mean, it was just, it was crazy, the success. Turned it into an app that went number one in six countries and then turned it into the book. And we distinguish, distinguished it with real food, because I want people to understand that they are eating things that are good for their body. Your body knows how to digest it because you can pronounce all the ingredients. You can find all the ingredients in your grocery store or at your farmer's market. It's easy, simple food that gives you the results that you're wanting to simplify nutrition, to simplify results that you want. And so I can guarantee results. I, I, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have done this. And for me, when I do it, like I'm doing it right now and I feel so good. I'm on day four of it. And I'm just like, it feels incredible to do this because you're, you're crowding in foods that are good for you, nourishing things, nutrient dense ingredients. And then for five days, you take out the things that aren't so good.
1: Girl, now more than ever, isn't it important that we like, and and I think because there's so many like the, you know, the weight loss industry has made like the whole word detox, like automatically detox and lose yeah. weight. Like it's, it's like, it like goes hand in yeah. hand. So people are like, oh, you're detoxing. Like how much weight do you want to lose? It's like, no, let me, let me educate you why I'm detoxing. Cause I get slammed when I'm like, Hey, you guys, I'm, I'm going through, you know, a cleanse or a detox. And it's like, no, it, it, it's, it's not, you know do you lose some weight? Yeah. Because you have so much in your gut that's retained it. You know, that's just, yeah. that's one of the things that happens, but my intention wasn't about that. It was about the energy, the mental clarity, how my skin yeah. changes, how I'm able to sleep better. Like there's so many benefits. Why do you think detox and like weight loss go hand Like why do people have like, just put such a bad name the to that? The negative
0: commentation. Yeah. It's because Once the word detox became popular, and that was like circa 2015, detox was a quicker way for people to lose weight than a diet was. A diet was a longer term thing. A diet you have to do for three weeks, for a month, for three months, whereas for 30 days... Whereas a detox typically was a shorter time frame that, you got, that got you a little bit quicker results. And as America keeps growing, like as we get older, we, we like quicker and quicker and quicker things. And so it's my belief that when people started realizing that you can do a five-day juice cleanse and wow, you lose a lot of weight and you feel incredible it becomes oh it's a diet because you're losing weight instead of it being a detox where there's all these other like yes a diet you'll still see this but not as quickly as something like a detox which is 5 days 7 days 3 days so that, that that's what i would think
1: now what do you think is the difference between a lifestyle and a diet because what you live is not a diet you live a lifestyle i have yeah. seen your lifestyle girl you yeah. live a
0: lifestyle
1: <laughs> and let me say hello, it's inspiring. And it seems and it, and just because you live that lifestyle doesn't mean that you're happy 100% of the time you're a human being, yeah. you go through ups and downs. And I think that's the beauty of who you are, you share the authenticity of that. But what's the difference between a lifestyle and a diet? Because people don't understand like, I don't know, I don't like using the word. I mean, what I've learned from a diet is like, I really had to transform and understand like diet for me was just short-term and, and it was a total, it really messed with my head. It really messed with my head.
0: So diet for me is something that you're doing and eventually you will go back to your old ways. Whereas a lifestyle is I might eat healthier. I might do my cleanse, but even if I go back to my old ways, I still am not going to need to diet per se. A diet is absolutely yeah. It, it. I'm trying to think of like a really eloquent, beautiful way to say it, but it it absolutely is the essence of you are doing something. You're a baseline, whatever that is, you're going to do a diet to get to a different baseline. But eventually when you're off the diet, you're you going to go back to the, you're going to go back to the original baseline that you were at. And so that's why there's this yo-yo dieting because you're never changing the actual baseline. Whereas a lifestyle is saying, Yeah, there's times where I'm eating healthier or not as healthy, or I might not be sleeping as well, or I might have bad days, but I know how to mitigate and control it so that I don't have to go on these long-term... like. I do five. If I know I'm drinking too much, I do five days of my cleanse and I'm back and I feel great and and everything is good. And I think
1: that's important because it takes a toll on not only your body, but your mind and your soul, like the spirituality, like there, there is a lot connected, not just to what you eat, but like the overall happiness. What do you think that lifestyle, you know, what is the lifestyle that creates happiness look like for you?
0: Well, the first thing that I always tell people is food is the bandaid you're trying to fix yourself through the food you eat and that's just the band aid to what's actually going on internally. Mm -hmm. And so, and like you and I both know this firsthand and so many people, especially during COVID of binge eating during COVID and quarantine now. So getting into the lifestyle really becomes, are you exercising because you love yourself or because you hate yourself? Are you eating healthy because you want to feel energized and feel great all day? Or are you doing it because once again, you want to change yourself because you don't like who you are. And so anytime you do something because you don't like yourself, it becomes a diet. It becomes a restriction. It becomes like the biggest transformation I had was changing my mindset around exercise that said, if I eat healthy, I'm allowed to go exercise. If I eat bad, I'm not allowed to step foot in the gym. And most people are like, well, why isn't it the other way? And I I always say, no, it's not. Because right now we are punishing ourselves with exercise. Whereas exercise should be the reward because when we eat good, we want to move our bodies naturally.
1: Yeah. You have more energy. You're happier. And like this creates movement and you're like, where did all this energy come from? Well, hello. It's like you're, Whereas, you're actually yeah. taking care of yourself. I think it, people don't understand it. that eating healthy is a way of self-care.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And it's like people always ask me, well, are you so strict? And do you drink? And, and I call myself a vegan who cheats, meaning that I eat plant-based vegan most of the time, but not all of the time because I still love cheese. I still eat meat every once in a while. It has to be really high quality. I'm still a boozy bitch and I like my alcohol. <laughs> I love
1: it. I'm a boozy bitch. I love it.
0: Oh, I'm no like goodness. five days, no drinking. You're doing the detox, Nikki. But it's, you know, like people want to know and they like to know that I'm real, that I'm not this perfect, like that I get breakouts and this, that, the other. And and I remember the the biggest thing when I was going through my eating disorders was I was looking up to uh, Miranda Currenge's album because I was you know, skinny lean, I wanted to be like them. And I just said to myself, God, I wish I knew that they ate bad or that they had a bad day. I just wish I knew because it would help me get through my hard time. And they, they never did. They never came out and said they had a bad day. And so for me, I'm, I said, if I ever have a career in health, I'm gonna be the person that gives other people hope, knowing that there's no such thing as perfection, that the, we're all trying to do the best we can. And at the end of the day, it's you're on this ever-growing journey. Like what worked for you last year might not work for you this year. Your body changes during the seasons. You need different food when the weather changes. You're not like your body naturally holds on to weight more during winter. That's normal. It lets go of weight during summer. And so it's letting go of the attachment to the physicality of the body and how it looks. And instead working on the inner self of Am I happy in my relationships? Am I, am I happy with myself, my purpose, my work, my friends? Am I excited to wake up every day? And if the answer is no to any of those, it doesn't matter what your body lo- looks like or the food you're eating. That is just the Band-Aid from this thing that you're trying to not deal with in your life.
1: I love that you said that it is a Band-Aid because I think we really have to take a hard look and look inward and not be scared of what we see but rather just really have the heart to explore and and just really get, don't be afraid of yourself, like get to know yourself, even the dark, the dark areas, because we are not perfect. We are not perfect. And nobody I think is. nobody is. And I think people are so either ashamed to say it, or they just don't want the world to see that side of them. And another thing is like, Hey, we all have ups and downs. We have victories, we have losses, and that's just part of our human existence It's the processes that we go through one, you know, One thing that I just have to, before we go into our moment of adversity, I just have to say this because this is the one thing, like eating foods that give you vitality and energy are so important. They're so transformative inward, but also the exterior, my goodness, you posted a picture not too long ago of of when you were younger, and how when you started this lifestyle, this journey of just really trying to, to, you know, meditation, yoga, eating healthy, like really taking care of all aspects, going on walks, breathing, like you really incorporate everything, how much you have rejuvenated, girl, you have the fountain of youth. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How much you have rejuvenated? What has that taught you as you look at that license from a couple years ago, and you're like, wow, like, I really, I really have control over the way that I feel and the way that I look
0: that I look, I, it's, I remember when I first started getting into the health industry and learning all of these different things. And I, I started my detox and I'd done it a few times. My mom commented on Instagram or like, she wrote me a message and she's like, I think I was like 26 at the time. She's like, did you get Botox? I'm like, no, why? She goes, your face, it looks like you got Botox. And I was like, Damn, okay, that because it meant that all of this spinach and things and healthy things that I was doing literally was transforming the way that my skin looked. And so it is possible to change your skin. And I'm living proof, people don't believe me. I'm like, I have the most horrible skin you can imagine. I was on Accutane three times before I was 21. And those that last six months at a pop. I started at 16, my first round of Accutane. And had the worst, worst, worst skin, had back acne, had butt acne, literally had it all. And now people look at me and they're like, there's no way. Like It is because I eat foods that nourish my body and give me energy. I don't think about like, when I look at a meal, it is, I'm not like, oh, this is a salad and a diet. I say, will this make me feel energized after I eat it?" it? Or will it make me feel heavy? One or the other, one or the other, It's your choice, your choice. choice. And so I choose to eat foods that make me feel light and energetic all the time. No, of course not. I'm a human. I like to indulge, but now the difference is when I indulge, I don't binge on things. You don't say that. Right. It's I I'm able to go there for a moment and then leave because I value how I feel every day do I get into depressed moments and weeks sometimes? Of course that's natural. That's human. Like, it's so funny. Yesterday I posted a photo sharing that on the day before I had a really, really hard day. And I just, a bunch of different things piled up and I was trying to keep myself from crying all day. And then I ended up finally just releasing it. And and how good it was and that we should be like, we really need to learn how to release emotions because keeping it in is much worse for us. And it it was much more eloquent the way I wrote it. Anyways, I get messages from like everybody that day saying, Nikki, are you okay? Are you all right? Like, yeah. Why, why is everyone asking me? And someone pointed out that because my stories and everything are always so positive and I'm always that beacon of light and hope for people. When I go down, people are like, oh, whoa. And I'm like, but then I always point out very quickly that this is normal. And I'm really glad to be able to point this out so that you don't have a false reality oh. of what life is. Mm, I love that.
1: And talking about reality of life, this is what I like to call Rosie's takeaways, where I ask my friends about a moment of adversity that they had and how they overcame it. What was your moment of adversity and what did you learn from it? I have
0: a million. Rosie, I have a million. I always think I've gotten to where I have, because I have failed so many more times than I've succeeded. Can we celebrate failure? Serious. I mean, but that's the (laughs) thing is like, everyone looks at you and and I look at you too, with your career and I'm like, damn, she's killing it. She's doing amazing. And I know that like in our personal talks, you're like, no girl, no, Uh, no, no. Yeah. It took a lot to get here. And that's, that's how I feel where it's like, So a a moment of adversity that I'm thinking about. Um, Let's see. The first one that's popping to my mind was when I first started my company in London and I wrote the detox, I was making really, really good money. And all of a sudden I had this big team and my little 26 year old, 25 year old, 26 year old ego that was Nikki was really excited because suddenly at 25, she had a lawyer and a a manager and a business manager.
1: I've been yeah, a yeah. business
0: manager, and and I had my accountant who charged me three thousand pounds to write a will in case I died. That I was like, what the fuck? So all of this happens, and I'm paying. And I have my branding agency. I'm paying twenty thousand dollars a month to all these people, and and this is a story that only recently I've started coming out with because there's a lot more to it. But finally, I'm like, this is crazy. I've spent like. $150,000 and I don't have anything to show for it. Literally nothing. Not one new job, not one new contract, not a new website. My website was still 6 months like in the making and I was like, okay, I'm just going to fire them. Like so I started firing them one by one, letting them go. And and it was mainly fine. Then I got sued 3 times from that. I had three different people. My accountants tried to sue me for 12,000 pounds. And I was like, I'm not paying that my my agent uh, our business manager tried to sue me and actually did. And we, I mean, we had to sort things out and then a photographer and here I am little 26 year old Nikki. I don't have a mentor. I don't talk to my parents about business. I didn't talk. I didn't have anyone that I could go to. And it was one of the hardest moments of my life dealing with lawyers with someone that's suing you when you just started a company based on helping other people. And you're like, um, I don't know what to do. And you have eating disorders that you're going through trying to deal with those. So it's all of this stuff at once and how I overcame the adversity that was all of that and, and far worse than what I really make it to sound like was I kept putting one foot in front of the other. That that's literally all I can say is that it became this thing of, I don't know the answer. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I have no idea if I'm going to lose all of my money to this crazy woman. That's suing me. I have no idea. But what I know is that if I keep showing up with the same way I do in my life every day and I just do what's asked of me and I make sure that I do this and that and get it sorted, things will work out. And they did. And I didn't end up having to pay lots of money and I won in the end. Uh, So why I share that story specifically is because it was at the beginning of my career and it helped teach me that don't let people take advantage of you. Stick up for yourself. When you think something is going wrong and you have an intuitive feeling, say something, listen to yourself, journal about it, talk to someone because that's where I failed. And I quote unquote failed because I learned a lesson. So I don't think I failed, but that's where I could have done better is I didn't trust my instincts when they were saying, this is really weird. It was my ego getting caught up how excited this was that I had all these people, but instead I wish I'd listened to myself and I would have saved half or a quarter of a million dollars and all of the the trouble because my business never got back up after that. It was, it was this downward spiral for the next few years from that. Wow. And so that, that was the biggest adversity because it affected me for, I, I still feel it. I still working through. Yeah. There's con- there's
1: always always consequences when we don't pay attention to our intuition or that voice of saying, hello, something's wrong, girl, you are beautiful, inspirational and real and authentic. I just, I just love, love, everything that you post. And I love how real you get about who you are and how you see the world. And I think you're just, you're, 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 you're stunning on the outside, but the beauty that you have within the inside and the wisdom girl, thank you for keeping it real.
0: Where can they find you mama? All things Nikki sharp, Nikki sharp.com and Nikki sharp on Instagram. And that's a, uh, yeah, that's it. And thank you for having me. Oh,
1: thank you. And ladies, you guys are listening, and looking for the fountain of youth. I'm just saying, you guys have to see, you have to see how she has transformed. She's just through meditation, breathing and eating, you know, just really taking care of herself. Like, thank you for sharing that inspiration. Thank you for being on here with the Girl Self-Esteem Issues. I'm Rosa Mercado. And that was a wrap with Nikki Sharp. Hey! Stop taking shit and learn how to stick up for yourself. The power of your voice. We encounter so many situations in a day that require us to stick up for ourselves, but sometimes we just stay quiet. And it can be hard for some of us to go and tap into that backbone and stand our ground. How often do you actually stand up for yourself? probably less than you should. Today I'm gonna share with you some ways that you could stick up for yourself every day. Figure out what sticking up for yourself means to you. If you're a really passive person, then you'll need to take a second or two to figure out what being assertive looks like to you. Taking a stand can be as simple as you say no when you're tired or simply refusing to listen to someone who disregards you. Take a few seconds to define what assertiveness is to you and then you can make a plan to stick up for yourself. Speak deliberately and with intention. If someone makes a mess at home, what is the best way to address it? Should you tell them how you feel or do you just stay quiet and simmer down? Odds are you know the right thing to do. You should speak up and address the situation before it spins out of control and causes more frustration. Don't be demanding, but speak deliberately and with intention. Let those around you know what you need and don't be afraid to voice that in an appropriate time and space. Next. Count to 10 before you speak. When it comes time to confront an issue, take a step back and count to 10 before charging in. Say what you need to say until it's the perfect time. When you're calm and the other person is most likely to respond in a positive form, find the right time to address your issues and make sure that you're prepared to do so before marching into battle. Last and not least, make no your favorite word. Now that might be a little strong, but this point stands. If you want to stick up for yourself more effectively, then you need to come to a place of love and get in love with the word no if you learn to say no you'll find your perceptions changing entirely and before long you'll see no as a positive and not a negative being assertive and standing up for yourself doesn't mean being rude standing up for yourself is simply having the confidence in the authenticity of your own feelings so stand up speak up when it matters you'll find yourself feeling a little braver each time you do so always here to help always here to grow with you Thank you for listening to the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues podcast. If you want to hear more about my journey, be sure to check out my memoir, The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available in English and Spanish through HarperCollins and HarperOne. You can find the link to purchase in the show description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. What you just heard was season two of The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie season two and enter promo code relationships to get your first 14 days free. I hope to see you there.
0: One, two, three, four.